0: The Life, Love, and Leadership podcast is a presentation of Marissa Q. Payne International, Dr. James Payne Speaks, and the Foundation for Successful Marriages with Rare Gem Productions. Learn more at SuccessfulMarriages.org. And here are your hosts, the doctor and the missus, Marissa Q. Payne and Dr. James Payne. Welcome back to Life, Love and
1: Leadership with Dr. James and Marissa Q. Payne. I'm Marissa Q. Payne.
2: And I'm Dr. James Payne. And I'm super excited to have you with us for another exciting episode of Life, Love and Leadership.
1: You don't sound excited.
2: I don't sound excited. Nope. I'm super excited (laughs) to have you with us for another thrilling episode of life, love, and leadership. How about that? So
1: much better. So much better.
2: (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right.
1: If this is your first time listening, he is the corny one.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And she is the rude one.
1: (laughs) Oh. Um, a word of advice: You need a pod. You need a podcast. You need a notebook. <laughs> a notebook. We're delirious, clearly, for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Because even though it's hard to believe, (laughs) we actually drop useful information that you want to write down, meditate on. We give homework, um, often homework stuff that you can do to build your home, and uh, you want to keep track of that. So, um, And sometimes we drop tips and tools for life and leadership as well. So grab a pen, hit the subscribe or follow button if you don't have one or if you're on the go so you don't miss an episode. And let's get into it. Yeah. What's the big idea for today?
2: Well, today we're going to be talking about IDD. IDD. Yeah. IDD. That stands for intention deficit disorder. Uh, now, this intention. is intention intention deficit disorder. And this is all about uh, setting intentions for your relationship and being clear about uh, what it is you're doing, where you're going and making sure that you're making decisions and just not winding up in places. Sliding, like you talk about. Yeah, decide, don't slide.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Intention deficit disorder, yeah, that's a diagnosis. That's interesting.
2: Yeah, yeah. So we're going to unpack that today. Uh, but as always, before we get into today's topic, I got to know what's going on in those twists of yours.
1: <laughs> well, not much is going on with my twists, but underneath the twist in my mind, mm. um, well, Yeah, I'll leave that alone. But, yes, I do have twists in my head Mm -hmm. because I've been growing my hair. Okay. And um, I'm looking forward
2: to it. It looks pretty, by the way. Thank
1: you. I'm looking forward to the wedding being over because I'm going to cut
2: my hair Mm. as soon as it's over.
1: Are you sad? You look
2: sad. I'm confused because we're not starting from a... Like, you don't have a lot, there like... There is so
1: much hair. Okay, okay,
2: okay, all right. Here. How okay. many
1: inches? I got, like, four inches I like, or more. to be? I usually have, like, a half an inch of hair. Are you going for
2: a ball of eight, or what do you think?
1: Pretty much. That's what I usually do. Because <laughs> that requires no maintenance.
2: Hey, it's your hair. Go for it. Enjoy.
1: Yeah, you always have an opinion about my hair. Yeah, I'm
2: going to say something when I see it, for sure, but... In the meantime, enjoy. Do you like it long or short? I mean, I like your hair short. short. Regardless, I like it when you you wear like you have this mohawk kind of style thing going that you wear from time to time. Okay, yeah, I like that. I
1: don't know if I remember a mohawk.
2: Yeah, it's it's not a mohawk in the traditional sense. I call it. (laughs) I call it a mohawk. Because it, it's thicker and fuller in the top and oh. in the middle, uh, but it's, you know, shorter oh, on the side. It. So I call it a mohawk. Okay. For me, it's your mohawk style.
1: Okay. So yeah. that's the, that's what probably what we're going back to. I'm good with that. Okay, great. That works. What were we talking about? Oh, what's on my mind? Yeah, what's on mind? And it's not my hair. <laughs> 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 so this is a shout out and really a question for our single listeners. I was debating with my sister a little bit about this topic of what it means to be single. Mm. And the question is, are you single if you're not married? Or are you single if you are not in a committed relationship?
2: Mm. Okay. So this is what's on your mind.
1: It is. Okay. And I'm thinking that, well, I don't know. So we got to talk about it. Maybe when we have more live listeners in the Facebook live. But my sense is that you are single until you're married Mm -hmm. um, or engaged. Like, you know, if you're engaged, obviously, yes. Mm -hmm. But there are people that marriage is not even the goal, you know, that are just in a committed relationship Mm -hmm. and they don't identify as single. So, I mean, I guess that's a little different, you know, so I'm like taking that sort of, if that's your lifestyle, you know, I'm not really factoring those people in, but I'm factoring in people that are interested in being married. Mm -hmm. Are you single Until you're engaged and on path to be married, or are you, as soon as you're in a relationship, are you no longer
2: single? Yeah, I tend to. Technically single. Yeah, I tend to bleed to the commitment piece personally. Interesting. Um, Now, I I state that. I'm pro-marriage. We're pro-marriage. Our show, our organization, we're all pro-marriage. Uh, but I think if if you are in a committed relationship where that relationship you guys have decided that you're going to be exclusive, mm-hmm. um, then that decision and that commitment makes you non-single.
1: So exclusive mm-hmm. is one thing, but you still are single. To me, like, yeah. I feel like if you're not, if you haven't decided that this is the person you want to marry, mm-hmm. you still open to find that person.
2: <laughs> well, that's if so that's for a person who deems uh, marriage as the relationship end goal. So that's what
1: I said. That's what we're assuming.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And now if we're saying uh, marriage is the relationship end goal for that person, then, yes, I can get on board with that.
1: So and the reason this came up is because of the wedding. Right. Mm-hmm. So. um the pressure of, um, you know, are there going to be single men? Are there going to be single women at the wedding? Mm. And I don't know why, but for at for our wedding,
2: things you don't think about when you've been married. For 25 <laughs> years. Like that thought never
1: crossed my mind. But I'm listen, <laughs> inquiring minds want to know. Like okay. weddings are a th- a thing. Um, oh, okay. For you know, it's a good
2: place to go fishing.
1: <laughs> Get your rod out. Push-
2: yeah, that's horrible. I
1: hate your analogies. Really? But, you know, inquiring minds want to know, like, who who's going to be there? You mm. know, what's is it even worth my time? Do I dress all the way
2: up? Well, here's the rub? <laughs> They're not going to be able to see each other anywhere. Everybody walking around in a mask. So. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> and I was
1: like, on our list, it's a lot of either married or committed relationship people. Mm. And I was like, but, I mean, just because they're bringing a date don't mean, you know, they're not married. Yeah. They're still single to me. Yeah. Not to <laughs> say you're, like, pushing up on somebody that's with someone. Obviously, that's completely tacky. Yeah. Um, But I'm just saying, if you haven't committed, then you're not committed.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there is some theory that, um, you know, I've heard before that you don't bring a sandwich to the grocery store. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> I just can't with you. I <laughs>
1: just absolutely cannot. So,
2: yes, I'm aware of um, uh, some some uh, single uh, gentlemen who will be there. And I think we have some single young ladies. Yeah, I know. The, like, well. the
1: ladies want to know about your fraternity. They're just like, your fraternity brothers. they just like, who? What's the story? <laughs> like, it, I have been getting the questions. Are
2: you serious? <laughs> wow. Okay. Okay. All right.
1: So, I mean, I I just... It's hard out there. I'll Mm. just say that. I understand it is, you know, not always fun trying to, you know, find the one. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think it's even more complicated now, you know, with social distancing and all of that. Mm. Although I think, you know, this is a great time to kind of connect with people. Yeah. Because you, you know, you're talking and usually in early relationship, you're doing a lot of talking and getting to know each other anyway. And Mm. so... You know, that's what you do now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay. Anyway, this is the random things that are going
2: on in my head. That's what's going on. <laughs> do
1: yeah. you have a beautiful quote, reflective quote for us this week? What's going on in your brilliant brain?
2: So I don't have a beautiful, reflective quote this week. This week, uh, what's on my mind is really just processing through. So I had a um, a friend uh, on social media who is recently, uh, broken up, uh, with, uh, with their spouse and they would like booed up. With... What does broken up mean <laughs> with
1: your spouse? Did they uh, get
2: divorced? So they are in the process of divorcing. Okay. And, uh, he, he was already like on social media, booed up. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and it was just, it just ran across my mind. Like, wow. Um, At what point is it appropriate for you to advance forward Mm. in a new relationship? Like, shouldn't there be some time for healing, some time for recovery, as opposed to jumping right back into another uh, situation with hips, lips and fingertips?
1: (laughs) Yeah, we call Uh, that rebound.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I know the answer. No, that's not a good idea. (laughs) But I I just thought it was interesting. Um, It's common. Yeah, it's way too common, I think. It's
1: pretty common with... Is it more common with your friends?
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. It's not more common with, uh, with my friends. I
1: feel like statistically, you have a lot of
2: so associates, at least, that yeah. seem to
1: jump quite a bit from relationship to relationship.
2: That's true. That's true. I will give you that. Really quickly. Yes. What is that about? That is true. Like, at my social media feed, I was like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> but what about... <laughs> Yeah it's it's crazy that's true that's true people not doing their work People not doing their work. And uh, when you don't do your work, you find yourself in the same situation over and over and over again. And I think, you know, doing your work uh, to get healthy and whole as a person, as opposed to trying to find somebody to aid you mm. uh, is critical in relationship. And if you don't do that, you find yourself experiencing this groundhog day where it's just mm. another day. But the same situation keeps up because I have one friend. I promise you, I promise you. Uh, his confession is that the, you know, we, he's gone through like 20 different, and this is not an exaggeration, Mm. uh, different, uh, between wives and girlfriends of intimate partnership within a very close period of time in the same thing he says is wrong with all of them. And I'm just like, man, I don't know, sir.
1: <laughs> That's what I'm like doing your work and really having, you know, it's funny because having a friend or an advisor or a mentor or someone yeah. to support you. Um, I actually had a coaching client that um, was in this situation um, that, that I was supporting, mm. um, you know, that had, I think we were on, um, You know, he was coming out of his third uh, marriage Mm. and really reflecting... and just trying to figure out, you know, what's going on. You know, um, the first one lasted a long time. The second one was was admittedly a rebound. And then this third one. But I think, like you said, um, was also kind of on on the fritz. And I think it's basically what you said. Like, if you're not pausing
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, long enough to get to know yourself yeah. and to really um, be happy and whole mm-hmm. with yourself. Yeah. Um, when you, especially if you start relationships young and you've never been alone hmm. um, and by yourself and, and whole in that way, it's really hard to make a relationship, you know, work. It, it requires maturity and flexibility. And then again, the more relationships you're in, the more triggers yeah. you have. Yep. Um And the more like, things that are red flags and it just gets harder and harder. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and I think that there is something to be said for being alone, Mm -hmm. um, You know, for for a period and a season to really get to know yourself and be comfortable with yourself uh, as an individual before you get back in a relationship. I
2: completely agree. There was a quote, uh, earthquake, the comedian said Mm. uh, that I thought was fitting and outstanding. I won't say exactly what he said, because (laughs) the the language was colorful, but he did say uh, you can't be anything. To anybody else Until you first Something to yourself Yeah And that's so fitting I think In this context Where you have to get whole You have to become You know Happy with yourself And in your own company Before you can really Share yourself well
1: Oh I love my company
2: I love my company too. <laughs> and I think that's why I can enjoy your company And appreciate your company And you can enjoy And appreciate my company Likewise Yeah Awesome So that's what's on my mind uh,
1: I have a bone to pick with you (laughs) for this week's fight of the week. And it is about my car. Okay. My car. um, I feel like I have the um, SUV Mm -hmm. in the family and I feel like you all
2: abuse my car. So for clarity, you all or me?
1: Um.
2: (laughs) (laughs) y'all, <laughs> <laughs>
1: so because we only have one SUV, mm-hmm. my car is used for most of the family functions, mm-hmm. but for the most part, they're headed by you because you'll you drive if it's a family function, if we go to the grocery store, if we go pick up furniture, anything like that is led by you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: and so m- my car is like always dirty, always full of stuff and mm. I feel like nobody cleans it out but me like if we go on a road trip it's in my car like it's just and and so the challenge is you treat your car meticulously mm. like you get a car wash every
2: week No, the, these are not facts I have to stop <laughs> historically you. I'm gonna let you finish but I'm gonna come back to it
1: And your car is usually very clean and spotless If something happens to your car It's like addressed right away And every time I go into my car Somebody's fast food is in there Some shoes left over Some clothes Some stuff And, you know, everybody drives it And I just feel like my car not getting any respect
2: So let me me dive into this First off, I don't eat fast food (laughs) So those are not my bags or belongings, uh, for starters. Um, and and I think a lot of what's in your car, sweetheart, honestly, is yours. Because if, you know, we use your car to take, to take our son to school or something like that, we unload the stuff we put in for him, we wave goodbye, and we drive back. I wish, I'm
1: going to do a video. We're going to go to my trunk right now. So what I know is in my
2: trunk right now.
1: Are printer cartridges.
2: Okay. Which that are still belo- supposed to be at Office Depot. But the printer cartridges belong to who?
1: They belong to Office Depot. They're for recycling. No, 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 no,
2: no, 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 no. The printer cartridges were purchased and brought into our home by whom? For the printer. By <laughs> They belong whom? to the printer. You brought <laughs> no. those things into the house. No,
1: you put them in the trunk to Ma'am, take them to Office Stop Depot.
2: It. And they're still yeah. in the trunk. But you brought them in the house. Therefore, you are responsible for this.
1: Whatever. What else is it's in like my trunk? It's
2: like buying a dog and wanting me to take care this of it.
1: This is funny. Like, what's in y'all trunk? <laughs>
2: What's in my trunk? Golf clubs, golf shoes, and a bag with golf attire, so I can stop and play at any point. <laughs> That's what's in my trunk.
1: I I need to take a picture. So some of it is mine. Flip chart yep. and like, cause I you know I'm a traveling trainer, so there's always <laughs> a
2: flip chart in my trunk. Flip chart, uh cases of uh, markers and all this crazy stuff. That's my golf take, stuff. Super glue. Uh, <laughs> Anything MacGyver a Facilitator's
1: any, guide, Yes.
2: Anything MacGyver would need to get out of a jam <laughs> is it's in your trunk. And you got the nerve to sit on this podcast and say it's y'all. I just
1: I just would like my car to be treated
2: better. And I gotta put this out here too. We established in an episode earlier this year, you're a terrible driver. And so you just arbitrarily run into stuff from time to time.
1: What does that have to do with the And so it's, it's
2: always these random scratches and stuff that show up on your car. So that's
1: why you don't take my car to the car wash when you take your car to the I car don't wash? I take my
2: car every week.
1: I said, t- if you take your car to the car wash, shouldn't you take my car to the car wash?
2: Sure. But you sure, don't. I, I can take your car to the you car
1: wash. You can write, wash me in my car half the time. I'm, I'm sorry, I can what? Write, wash me. Okay. But your car is sparkling. Mm. Regularly. That's not true. I can't remember a time your car was dirty.
2: Mm. Have you looked outside today? Yes. Okay. All right.
1: But we agree you're going to treat my car better.
2: I'm going to do my part to help keep your car washed when I wash my car. Okay. Uh, But as far as
1: maintaining. And interior. If you have any, your receipts, you're terrible about receipts. You leave all your receipts in my car. Ma'am, fast food receipts are not. I didn't say fast food because I didn't want to give you that pleasure. (laughs) I just said receipts, cleaners, whatever kind of receipts. You Mm. leave receipts in my car. Okay. In the well. Nobody cleans that out but me.
2: Mm. Okay. Stop it. And nobody jumps up your car but you. But okay, we'll go along with you.
1: Everybody drives my car. It's not just me.
2: Mm. Nobody drives your car
1: but you. But everybody drives my car. It's like the community car. Yeah.
2: I want more respect. More respect coming your way. Thank you.
1: What's the big idea? What's the big idea? What's the big idea? What's the big, big idea? idea?
2: <laughs> so for today's big idea, I want to talk about IDD. That's Intention Deficit Disorder. Now, it's common for people to approach relationships very casually uh, and and to approach, you know, how they get together and just kind of talk about chilling and hanging out and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want to look at what it means to be more intentional about uh, how you date and how you go about doing relationships with people and getting to this idea of being intentional and deciding as opposed to sliding. Uh, and so there are Three things that I want to tap into uh, that I think will help us be more intentional about how it is we go about doing life with other people and how we kind of do dating uh, with other people as well. Okay. Um, and so I, I think it's important that you have. Uh, kind of a, a predetermined destination of where it is you want to wind up uh, in relationship. I think you should date with intentionality and purpose. Okay. And I think you should be in relationship with intentionality uh, and purpose. Uh, so de- the first one is determining the purpose of the relationship. So what is this relationship about? Uh, what are we coming together to do? Uh, being intentional uh, about how this relationship will serve the world. Uh, I'm often of the belief that affection. Uh, relationships are about two lights coming together, two whole people coming together uh, to bring their positive influence into the world and make something great happen uh, for the world. And so uh, the first thing is just tapping into that idea of purpose. What is it that we're coming together uh, to do? Decide, don't slide, don't wind up somewhere. <laughs> Determine where it is you're going.
1: That um, seems pretty deep Hmm. for regular relationships. (laughs) I don't think that's something people um, think about a lot. Mm -hmm. So, like, what's an example of some intentions for a relationship?
2: Well, I think uh, one example of an intention for a relationship is uh, not just being casual, with how it is you go about relating to people, so uh, if, if you ask someone out on a date, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, let's say uh, someone asked someone uh, out on a date, you've been dating for a while, uh, you're you're starting to become close and starting to uh, process what it means to be exclusive. In so doing, why are we being exclusive? What's the purpose of our relationship? What are we going to do? as partners together, how am I going to, so how is my life going to influence your life success? How's your life going to influence my life success? And then what are we going to define as success together? Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So thinking critically about those items as purpose in terms of relationship, I think are pretty important.
1: So it could be, um, to have fun, to Mm -hmm. have a good time, Um, to have sex, Mm -hmm. you know, like those are some purposes or you're saying something more meaningful, um, to learn each other, you know, to see if, you know, this could be, you know, a relationship we'd want. You know, to develop into a lifetime partnership.
2: Yeah, and and so from an IDD perspective, that's all I'm talking about. So if you're talking about, uh, you know, just having sex or watching TV together or whatever the case may be, I, that's that's not what I'm talking about. That's not what this is at all. Uh, this is uh, through the lens of having a serious, permanent relationship with someone, uh, and kind of walking down that path. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I think determining the purpose is critical. I think the second thing that comes to mind for me uh, is establishing some semblance of a plan. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important uh, to have purpose. The second thing is to establish that plan, but to dream uh, and plan your life in color. I know one of the things that uh, helped us in relationship uh, in the early years, Uh, was we always had a vision and a plan of what it was we wanted to accomplish and where we were going. So hope, you know, was this drawstring that kept pulling us Uh, forward and going through the tough times of marriage and relationship, uh, holding on to hope within this plan that we had developed. Uh, We had charts that, you know, this year kids are going to be here. We're going to be there. Uh, And there was all this planning that went into uh, the relationship and it helped us along the way. Mm -hmm.
1: I like that. I think with the intention, I just think about the old school, you know, dad or what have you meeting the guy for the first time. And he's like, what are your intentions for my daughter? You yeah. know, um, and I think we've gotten away from that. Uh, mm. But I think it's it's definitely a, a worthwhile question. And I think it's a question that, you know, women ask and want to know, um, you know, now it's like, OK, where is this going? Because I don't want to just be hanging out, you know, for six years. Um, where where is this going? Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah, I think that's important. And since you mentioned daughters, too, I will say this. I told uh, our daughter that any of her suitors, uh, I would need uh, their last three years tax filing credit report. Oh, my gosh. uh, And a police report uh, just to make sure they're. (laughs) <laughs> as a baseline to get started. What
1: the tax filing got to do with anything?
2: Uh, I need to be able to verify your income. Why? Because it's important to know. Uh, this is somebody that she's potentially going to do life with. I got to know. She has to know. So what's the appropriate income? Uh, I didn't say there was an appropriate number. Uh, obviously, you know, having enough money to support yourself and, you know, play a role in, in, Blending life with my daughter is important, but uh, I'll I'll leave her to decide what's a good number for her. But validating income is important to me. Would you
1: have passed that test?
2: Not at the time, not when I got started. (laughs) I I sure would not have passed that test. Nope. Nope.
1: And And I'm like, and is your daughter working? Will she pass the test?
2: uh, She is passing the test. Yes, (laughs) you will not come against my child. You're going to have trouble at the house. I'm just saying, she's a recent grad. It's a struggle out here. (laughs) Exactly. So, while it's a struggle, you stay over there. And And see, I think
1: that's a, like, to me, no disrespect. Like, should you be working and able to take care of yourself? Absolutely. Yeah. But, or, and, I don't think that the tax return, like, I think that sends the wrong message, Mm -hmm. right? Because, where you are is not where you're going. Yeah. And I think there are men who don't
2: earn a lot that are that's good not, men. That's not my issue. That's not my issue. That it, get a bad rep. It's not my issue saying that you have to earn X amount of dollars in order to qualify to marry uh, my daughter, that's not my issue. Then why are you using the ugly system as a qualifier? It, it is verifying income consistency. So that, get a pace, though. That, or no, no, no. I need, job. I need a trend. I need a track record. <laughs> I need 36 months <laughs> of tax returns. That, that establishes consistency.
1: Or do you file taxes so, for one? <laughs> exactly.
2: I, I need to know that you are absolutely consistent. Uh, because you, you're taking something very precious to me, so I need to make sure you're consistent in what you do. Uh, and, and so the third uh, level of that stool. Uh, is to paint the picture. Uh, and what that means is to determine what success looks like. Uh, so when you're being, um, uh, when, when you're processing through uh, IDD and intention deficit disorder, uh, determining what success looks like, how will you know uh, when you've arrived? I remember looking at uh, some of our old documents and we would have uh, like diploma hats at certain years. So success would look like this, you know, when we got here uh, and we would have actually, what we're uh, doing right now. We've been planning and talking about this vow renewal for some time. So we didn't stumble up on this stuff. We planned to arrive to get here and we determined this is what success will look like. And now we're just walking into uh, that season and enjoying it. But we didn't stumble into it. Exactly. That's why I
1: cannot wait till I hire my full time driver. So all them years you talked about my driving is just going to come into fruition and it won't matter anymore.
0: Uh,
2: Yes, I cannot wait either. Because I'm ready to resign the job, and he or she is going to keep my car clean. Excellent, <laughs> excellent. So you can't wait till the driver shows up. I can't wait till the cook shows up. Chef, the chef, chef, cook, the person who prepares meals. That's
1: on my list too. Yes, yes, and yes. the housekeeper and the trainer.
2: Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> So that's the big idea for this week. Uh, Just this idea of intention deficit disorder and making sure that you're being very intentional uh, about how it is you go about building your relationship and really building your life. Uh, And so for homework this week, we want to encourage you to spend time reflecting on the purpose of your relationship uh, and really establishing or reaffirming uh, your couple plans, dream and color and paint a picture of what success will look like when you get there. And just spend some time uh, dreaming it out loud with your wife. With your spouse. I love it. You've got mail. So for this week's question of the week, uh, it comes from Lisa. And Lisa says, Marissa, please help. Uh, my husband is a sex addict and needs sex from me daily. Even when I get off work late night, sometimes he's still there ready to go. I'm tired and need a break. Please help. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I'm reading the question and I don't see the problem. I'm what? For, <laughs> what are you helping with exactly? but okay, she didn't ask me.
1: Wow, daily daily is more frequent than she prefers, obviously. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and tired, obviously. So I mean it's a, it's the kind of thing you talk about. You know, I wonder why um, I'm assuming she doesn't feel like um, she can talk about it or I do know people that, you know, there's there's a lot of schools of thought around, you know, whether you win and why or how you can say no. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I think we talked about that um, yeah, this season earlier. a little bit, but um yeah, I mean, I I think you definitely don't want sex to be a burden or a job. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's an intimacy building kind of thing that's supposed to be enjoyable for both parties. Mm-hmm. And if it's not, then it's something you definitely need to talk about.
2: Yeah, if it's not enjoyable for, yeah, because you don't want it to become a chore. Right. Um, I get that. And so conversation must be had. Uh, But at the same time of conversation being had, there are two issues. It's a chore for her. It's a need for him. uh, And she says he's a
1: sex addict. And I don't I mean, do you think daily means you're an addict?
2: Uh, Does daily mean you're an addict? Uh, If she referred to him as an addict, we're going to go with it. So okay. in, in this scenario, we're going to say yes because that's what that's how she identified him. Uh, but I, I think you know the conversation needs to. But really you seem
1: to think that was normal. That that's not like an addict. So that's why I'm saying, like, is that an addict or is that quote unquote
2: normal? Well, I think it's normal for um, uh, men to have a healthy sex drive. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't Depending think on their age. yeah, and I it don't changes. think it's, it, it, yeah, there's some flipping that, that goes on as you know, we get older. I, I think women also have a, a healthy sex drive. Obviously in this particular relationship, uh, there is some variance between his need and her need for physical intimacy. Um, uh, and the only way really to bring this to balance is to have conversation and work to build some agreement.
1: I actually think that might be why, um, You know, the whole like younger men dating older women and stuff like that because the sex drives match.
2: That's true. That's true. (laughs) That's true. Uh, It flips. Yeah, Yeah, it flips. Fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I think conversation has to be had. Uh, They have to talk about it. And she has to raise the issue as a concern uh, and really begin to unpack. Okay, how do we make sure you're taken care of? But not at my expense, if mm-hmm. you will, um, and I just kind of process through. She probably
1: that. feels like he may, you know, if if she's not doing it, somebody yeah. else will. Yeah, which is a horrible way to live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that that's part of the the you know she, she may need to speak that truth. Mm. You know, if that's the case, I don't know, but I would imagine if if you're asking and feeling obligated. That that's the conversation probably that needs to be had mm-hmm. um and there's you know ways for sex drive to be fulfilled without you being the person all the time or the other ways to do it you yeah know? so just about like what are the boundaries within your relationship and yeah things like that it's it's uh yeah
2: and, and what real. are what are the other uh, outlets uh, that you know he may be able to engage. That's what I'm saying. Um, outside of that, uh, the biggest thing is for them to talk about it
1: and what mm-hmm. what they're comfortable with and all of that. Mm-hmm. You know, because sometimes women are like, "What
2: up? Go do it." <laughs> 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 <Please>. <laughs> now you didn't went left. I was going to say maybe he needed to go on a bike ride. <laughs> i wasn't talking about no bike ride. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So for him, you know, sex may be how he uh, expresses and defines love within the context of their relationship. And so he may feel as though if I'm not having if we're not physically intimate. Uh, every day, then I'm not expressing love to you. So that's definitely a component of the conversation that needs to take place.
1: Yeah, I'm actually thinking about a resource that we refer to a lot. It's a book called Eight Dates, Essential Conversations for a Lifetime of Love. It's by um, Dr. John and Julie Gottman. Um, And in that one of them is about sex and Mm. intimacy. So um, it's basically eight conversations that you have about your relationships. You You go on eight, Eight dates. And so there's some really good questions that you can ask each other and really talk about and talk through in that. So I would I would recommend that as kind of an easy way, mm. um, non-confrontational way to to kind of broach the subject and, and have um, some of this conversation so that you, you know, and I, again, I think it can be an intimacy builder. It doesn't have to be intimidating. You don't have to take the attack approach and um, be mean spirited about it. You take a curiosity approach. Approach and that you just really get to know each other better. Um, and by doing that, you will um, hopefully learn and be able to kind of find balance with each other. Yeah. Hope that helps. All right. So we are going to call that an episode. Thank you so much for listening. And uh, as always, will you talk back to us um, by submitting your questions or topic ideas at SuccessfulMarriages.org and join us online every Thursday at 7 p.m. Central at the Successful Marriages Facebook page. If you heard something you enjoy or that you think someone else enjoyed, please share this episode so we can continue to fulfill our mission of promoting healthy marriages and preventing needless divorce. See you. Bye. See
2: you. Bye.
0: This is Life, Love and Leadership. The Life, Love and Leadership podcast is a presentation of Marissa Q. Payne International, Dr. James Payne Speaks, and the Foundation for Successful Marriages with Rare Gem Productions. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. To learn more about our guests, show notes, services, events, or to get involved, visit SuccessfulMarriages.org. Life, Love, and Leadership is another positive production of Rare Gem Productions. Thanks for listening.